0: Welcome to yet uh, another beautiful episode of Two Thumbs Undecided. I'm one co-host, Sam Ferguson. And I
1: am one co-host, Sam. Fer- <laughs> I'm Zach Ferguson. Of course, I'm Zach
0: Ferguson. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing well. Um, it's actually warm outside, uh, which is nice. Well,
1: I don't know. I forget how weather works, but it is a little bit uh, snowing here, or like little, just tiny flakes. What? So that it's yeah, snowing there? Little bits of snow. It was very cold this morning, uh, and I'm that's... seeing snow out my window. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Because I hate driving in even the little bit of snow.
0: Huh. That, yeah, so, that's weird that it's snowing. It's pretty warm out over here. I'm in, in the uh, the newest of Yorks. Um, well, it was
1: uh, warm for us yesterday. I, I took a nice run mm. uh, out in the sun. How nice. And it was really nice. N- today, now I'm forced to uh not run outside. Hm. Mm. Which is so much Don't more you convenient. have a gym? I do, but the gym is like it's 10 minutes away and I got to cross a bridge and you know, I got to drive and as as fans of the show may or may not know, my car is currently a death trap.
0: I don't think anyone knew that. Oh, okay. Zach's car well, is very dangerous.
1: Yeah, for just for Zach Ferguson Lore out there currently, my car is uh un, unsafe to drive, though That's now canon. It's canon that I am driving an unsafe car, though <laughs> it like it it's only unsafe because a lot of things are potentially wrong and my engine light, oh never mind. I
0: shouldn't say this because our uh we might have some cop viewers
1: yeah, our cop and our—I uh, will say—our mother is a uh, is a constant listener of the show
0: and a constant commenter. Which you guys should, uh, you guys yeah, should pick please. up on.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean we get comments, and a lot of you guys don't comment. We get a lot of fan mail.
0: Yeah, mostly handwritten though. But yeah, we want and, and the the digital type because we can't. Yeah, uh we can't. Prove we don't the- get.
1: We can't show people like our fan letters. There's just so many bags. You know that scene in uh, Miracle on 40, uh, 31st Street?
0: Uh, the one where with where all they, the bags?
1: Yeah, where they bring all like, here's all the letters from Santa Claus. I get that on a weekly basis. They go, mm-hmm. here's your two-thumbs undecided fan mail. And I go, please, it's the 21st century. P- uh, this is what I write back all our fans. I say, please, just comment, okay? Just comment. It will make it look so much better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They never listen. They never do. They never do. But I, I think right now it's a good time to uh, do our, our uh, uh, read our comments Support. on our Instagram page. Oh yeah, because um, we actually have uh, some of them in response to my uh, Instagram uh, uh, post about Eiling uh, Lee, who we'll get to a little bit later. Um, Ooh, yes. Will Roberts, actor. Uh, I assume he's an actor unless he has an outdated tag uh which he's just or he's bitch being ironic. Um oh he was on Netflix. Okay, whatever. Oh, he was on Netflix. He was on the critically acclaimed Whoa. show Netflix. Um crazy. Yeah, I think he was a stagehand for one of the uh stand-up specials. Um anyways, uh he responded with a single clap emoji uh oh. to that. And then <laughs> only nice. one though. Uh and then this person named Ollie Ginelli who is a political candidate. <laughs> but underneath Whoa, it cool. it says that this person is directing and dancing at the same time in London, uh London uh the UK. Um oh, that's
1: so I, cool. We're we're getting international. Yeah,
0: so I don't know if something's outdated or this person does both. Uh dancing, directing and political candidating. Uh, or maybe London is just, uh, they, they, they accept everyone. So, I mean, I don't know, but, uh, they responded with two thumbs up, uh, Ooh. which I feel like we should really get a thumbs undecided, uh, emoji. Yeah. I was about to say, because, we should reach like, out to two
1: thumbs up. That's, that's more than we got.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe they're trying to off. Maybe they're trying to give us a hint at this point. Uh, that we should we should probably make a decision on something, but we will not. We will Ollie.
1: We'll never do it.
0: Um. Yeah. So also last night on my way to um, for those New Yorkers out there on my way to Brooklyn, uh, apparently there was a fire inside of the uh, Times Square um, uh, uh subway station. Um, so hopefully no one was injured, but you could definitely smell the smoke from a few stations down. And then when I was driving through it or when I was going through it this morning, I s- still smell the smoke. Uh, but that, uh, so yeah, whoever, uh, knew it's about trying. that fire, it is, it, it was annoying. It was really annoying. That's
1: some scary stories yet to be told.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully if you know anything about this fire, please call in. We only accept call-ins about this fire. Um, call- so we should probably move on to some movie news. Yes. Okay.
1: This is important. Um I was sleeping with my little sleep cap on and my little teddy bear uh doing the like the old like
0: mm. uh, that is how he sleeps.
1: And all of a sudden I hear this this phone, my phone ring, you know, it's uh you know uh uh, the uh, my ringtone for Sam is uh, it's rain and men, hallelujah, it's rain and Sam, and it's never going to end. And so I pick it up, and he's crying. Mm-hmm. And the tell me what tell the folks at home what you were sobbing about.
0: Uh, I was sobbing because Agnes v- uh, Varda uh has died. Um, What's his name again? Agnes Varda. Yes. Um she was the um she was probably one of the most uh, significant female directors uh, during the French New Wave uh, and really of all time. Uh she died 2 days ago. I'm not exactly sure of what. Uh, I think it was from like uh something that had been affecting her for a while cuz this was I don't think this was a surprise. Wait, did they um,
1: not did, did they not roll it as a uh, suspected murder?
0: <laughs> that would have been interesting, but no, I think it's. I think it was probably like cancer or something. Um,
1: Isn't that just life murdering us? That's
0: that is true. Damn. Let's let's. What if go get all? What if, what if? all deaths, just like turned out to just be murder? Because it was yeah, just like whoever want, the my, whoever the 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 person who was in charge of cause of death just got lazy and it was just or just got really philosophical. Take a few, took a few too many classes on Socrates. And was just like, aren't we all just dying constantly? Like, who that's cares what, I, what the cause what I, of death is?
1: Yeah, I want my doctors to be like, uh, he uh, he died from dysentery. And then some other doctors said, but he wanted to be ruled as murdered <laughs> by uh, feces. Or like murdered by anus. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, you have some weird requests. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you should
0: tell that to your doctor. <laughs> he was murdered. Talk murdered to your doctor. by his,
1: his colon.
0: <laughs> um, but she, getting back to being serious for a second, she was a, uh, uh, an amazing director. I, the, the one film I've actually only seen of her was, uh, Cleo, uh, five to seven, um, which, uh, came out in 62, which is, um. Basically it's actually a really interesting story it's it's just about a woman finding out um that she has cancer or not uh yeah. and she and it's it's takes it's one of those films that it takes place within 2 hours within the 2 hours of the movie um and it just goes like seeing her just meeting people and you know it's still french new wave so it's a little bit you know a little fantastical a little bit like very philosophical and stuff like that um and it just goes her like during that two hours before she fin- like gets the call like if it's a yes or a no, um so that's kind of the premise. But she's done a lot more. I mean, she's been nominated. She, I mean, she's a classic, uh, film director. So, uh, we wish her well in the afterlife. Uh <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. Um, yeah,
1: no, I mean, it, it's true. Yeah, I hope. I uh, yeah. hope she's dancing with the stars. Yeah.
0: That's is that your ideal of, of of perfect afterlife is dancing physically with the stars or dancing uh, with stars as in famous individuals?
1: Well, I guess in a cosmic sort of way, uh, like having your essence being dancing around with like planetary gases out there in the universe. You know how like in the beginning of uh, It's a Wonderful Life, yes, the angels. Are represented as like those solar systems, yes. and yeah, that's maybe that's how it is.
0: Those, those, yeah, those weren't really dancing stars. Those, they, they, they just kind of like, like. Well, I don't think <laughs> now I can only imagine just <laughs> just in the like dancing. with a superimposed over that image, just dancing, and all the stars just like glittering around her, and that's her heaven. Oh, so gosh. whatever, whatever her heaven is, uh, or whatever it is to you, I hope, uh, I hope she finds it. And now
1: um, on to events uh, uh, To continue the story After Sam stopped sobbing mm-hmm. uh, He told me some other news And I'll relay this news He started laughing And he oh. said <laughs> I got good news though <laughs> um, And this is the news Mark Hamill is now the new voice of Chucky
0: Yeah uh, Chucky <laughs> and the, the because I, I learned both of those facts at the same time So I, I was unsure of how to process them Appropriately you were um, undecided. I was undecided, as one <laughs> normally is, uh, who takes place on this show. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that is pretty nice. I'm kind of, um, why are they
0: rebooting that? I don't know, but... Um,
1: um, because, you know, it made money, and I think, here's the thing, I think, and this could maybe be a topic for another time, but I think they're remaking all this stuff, because one, it makes money, It two, there's a general vibe of movie making, these days that's like professional Hmm. uh like other news um is the toxic avenger which was a 80s movie is now getting rebooted as a high uh, like a high end movie uh, Mm -hmm. produced by legendary so you know they're taking these classics and they're putting a bunch of money into it you know we got Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the original Pet Cemetery. I did not. Well, I started watching it, and it's pretty cheesy and not very well acted. Hmm. Now they got John Lithgow, you know, actual good, like, special effects. That's what they're doing with all these movies. They're realizing, oh, wait, these were all great movies, but now we have the ability to make it great. Like, not make it great, but now we can make it look
0: high-end. Make it great again? No. Yes. Yes.
1: Um, so I think we're going to see a lot of remakes and we're going to continue to see a lot of remakes that are more high budget.
0: Yeah. It's movies. annoying, but I guess, uh, Mark Ham is fine and all that, but, uh, you know, what, what are you I won't do? see, I won't see it. Probably. Um, yeah, I, I, there's no way I'm going to see this film. Like, uh, I haven't even seen us yet. I've been mean oh I like, dill.
1: I've been wanting to go to the theater for, for a while,
0: but I'm um, so swamped. But, uh, also we should probably get to, so we have uh, a kind of a two-parter, I guess, for you today. Um, we have one, uh, we do have the interview with, uh, Lee, ready, locked and loaded, um, to go for you. Uh, and then we also have, uh, but before we're going to do that, we are going to talk briefly, uh, about a conversation we were having before, uh, we had the Eiling Lee conversation, uh and that is um i guess fame uh and how you can in, in how you interpret your your goals towards uh fame i guess more so like in the like film industry um and i think Zach and i had two slightly different uh thoughts on the matter yes. um it
1: started off because it did take a turn so my thought on fame or at least this is how, this is how the conversation started, and we'll just jump off from here, Sam. Okay, so I'm just gonna start off by saying i I would love it if I like one of my like a goal, like a goal saying like it would be nice to lose 20 pounds. Mm. One of my goals in life is to have my name plastered up on a big screen with a lot of people. That to me is a great feeling. Um it's something I work towards like anything else. Um and it would be nice to have. I think that's a great feeling but, to have people clap when your name is up there or okay. even to have your face up on a big screen.
0: Okay. Is that your point? So, is and, can and, I can I think, make a comment? Yeah, yeah. Uh what if your face, you see your face or something and something happens inside of you? That you realize this goal of yours is something that that has been your your passion is to have your face and or your name up there, and something happens inside of you, something clicks, and you're just like, wow, this actually is makes me not happy. This makes well, me uh, sad that people are, are mocking my 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 face or people are maybe you hear someone comment behind you like as you're looking up, someone says like Zach Ferguson. That's a s- f- stupid name. Like who? Uh, that's a s- silly name. Why is it Zach with an H at the end? It should be Zach with a K. And you just hear all of these other things. Okay, so like what you're
1: saying is, how would I feel if someone's making fun of me? I, I would. Uh, I would be sad. But I will <laughs> say this: uh, one that hasn't happened to me yet, and I, unfortunately, if I if I had to continue on this quest to get into bigger theaters, that may happen. Mm. Um but uh I have been in theaters where my name has been on the big screen or I made a movie where I was prevalently featured and people clapped and it was the greatest feeling of my life. I loved it. It was it was uh it was triumphant. So uh, I, I would I try to chase that dream again. I guess, not, I guess what I'm feeling differentiating but, uh, I would love to make a piece of art that is celebrated and I unlike and I think this is where you and I differ is you're saying somebody like uh, I Ling Lee who Ling Lee yeah yeah I didn't say the whole name anyways yeah, yeah. Um, she may she may be uh, recognized by her peers and and celebrated for being a great uh, sound designer but she's never Say people won't have t-shirts of her or or clip art of her her face. <laughs> yeah, uh, which if, for me, I would love that. I, I, in a sense, do strive to be a meme or a, like a button. Well. Or, or have something that I totally created from my brain be celebrated. Like a Spider-Man or something like that. Or like cult classic-y.
0: I, I think that, um, I guess my, where I come from, like, yes, you, you, having the feeling of someone clapping for you and your work uh, and having your name out uh, on the mezzanine is always, I mean, I, who doesn't want that? But what I'm saying is that should be a side effect of your passion to just create things. And happiness I think should come from uh from your own appreciation. it should you should focus more so on just being happy with your own work and letting it just sand stand where it is. Cause I, I think even even if you become famous, uh I think that that's you you people you can I think that that amplifies it if you're just focused on how other people uh interpret your work. Um, it's just going to make it's going to make it even hard, like more painful, when other people don't like your works. If you're only really focused on how other people interpret your work, and I I think a lot of, I think, I mean, like, who doesn't want that those things? But what I'm saying is that shouldn't be when you say like, what is your goal? It shouldn't be I want to be famous. It should be I want to make something that I'm happy about. And if fame comes from that. That's great, cherry on top. Uh but I I think it you get into a lot more um like unhappiness if you if you're f- so focused purely on just getting this theoretical fame instead of just making something you're happy with.
1: Yes, okay, and this is where I start to diverge from you. Uh you definitely want to live the bohemian sort of way of just like this uh, it sounds like you want to live kind of like the hippiness of like, let it be, man, you know, just uh, do what you do. I totally agree with that. I I think that is a great concept. But uh, I live in a world uh, where uh, it is prevalent in my brain that uh, fame is glorious. And I'm not just talking, like, I don't even care if people don't know my name. Uh, though, like I said, it would be nice to to. People, I would love it if people knew my name all over the world but I like I think it would be cool for people to talk about my work behind my back and not even know my face. Actually I tell you the truth to me that's the true triumphant. I think I think celebrities a lot of celebrities would tell you that it would be great, great to, to like walk around and be amongst the people but people know of your work. Like, I, I don't think a lot of people would know the face of, say, John Carpenter. But come Halloween time, people are watching The Thing and they live. And if he shaved his head or so, I don't know, like, he could walk around. Like, he doesn't have a very recognizable face. So I know, and it, it's not a main goal, but it is a goal that of several goals that I have in life, that uh, it would be... I mean, maybe it's not a goal. I mean, maybe... I think it's just a pleasure to have, and I think that's where a fantasy. This, or not a no, not a fantasy. <laughs> I I believe in the theory of if you believe a hundred percent in something, it is going to happen. So it's not a fantasy for me. It is a reality, though. Uh, to others, it may seem like a fantasy, but um, uh, I I I do strive for um recognition because that is what
0: happens when you make a great film and i I'm think not, uh, here's the other thing though is not even, even if so okay you, you you've reached your goal you're now famous amazing now uh, and are
1: we talking are we talking about the, the kind of famous where uh, i can't go out on the street or can i go out on well, the street?
0: well that's gonna that's that's you're not gonna get both Like, unfortunately the industry you're in now you live in a time where you're very visible uh so yes people are like if you if you are famous it comes with the being recognized in the streets and being you know
1: well here's another example Uh, the guys who made actually somebody i'm super like into these days is the uh the guys who did um the Spider-Man into the Spider Verse, the mm. Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I, I know what they look like, but honestly, if they were out on the streets, I would not know what. I like they look like any other Joe. So that like.
0: So no, you're you you're about- looking for that happy medium there. Medium,
1: yes. Somebody who does something great and not like, who's a director and/or voice actor, but I can go out. And
0: have a okay. know, panini so okay, that's fine you, you're you're in that you hit that 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 level there okay then that's just your life like that's that it becomes that's that becomes not a goal anymore. that's just what your life is and it, 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 it like yeah, sometimes it might make you happy, but it comes to a point where you know this has been going on for 10, 20 years uh and it doesn't you know it's it is just your life at that point. That that's how it is. Wouldn't it be better to have a the goal in mind beforehand, something that you can continuously update of just liking whatever you're doing and having that change every single time you're 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 making something. Uh so whenever that that does come, um that also you don't know if if you are like looking for fame and that's more important to you than having uh you know just being satisfied with something that you've made uh you might want keep wanting more like you might get to that point like of those of those spider-man people and then you're just like oh no i need to be more famous and then you just keep and then you're gonna constantly be sad you're constantly gonna be like someone else is more famous than me i gotta keep going i gotta keep and in the meantime you're making things that you don't like You're making things that are just like you're just making things to be relevant. And then you're constantly fighting to stay famous.
1: Okay, Um, and my point there is I I can't say that that would be me because I am not famous yet. But I've been making movies since I was in seventh grade, always with the super high ego that it would become the next uh, uh, big thing. And I'm telling you this because I made a movie, a, a animated movie that was very low budget, uh not good at all, horrible continuity. What, Actually, it was, was good. It? It, it was literal dynamo. Oh. <laughs> I made this animated movie, the the con it's it's only bad in the sense that I it, it starred a bunch of 10th graders and the live action scenes uh went from summer to
0: winter. Italy. Yeah, yeah, that you, you did struggle with continuity in your early career for a while,
1: yeah. The, but the thing is, is I was so confident in my uh, in the greatness of it, is I sent it to Sundance. Oh, <laughs> really? I, I, I was a 10 wait, bringer, how much was that? $45, really? Only
0: $45, damn, yeah,
1: $45. Yeah, I sent it in early, you know, the whole summer submission. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be I great. I do remember
0: like, there was an a mail from Sundance that came in around that time. I didn't know you submitted it, so I burned it. The
1: thing is, I—I I, oh, I will say this: um, I didn't—I didn't think I was going to win, but I had forty-five dollars on me, mm. and I thought it would be cool to just even get a re- rejection. So I would love, and in a sense, like ten percent, maybe twenty percent, maybe even thirty percent. Love seeking that recognition of fame, though. Uh, I think the difference between you and I is that I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. It doesn't sound good, uh, but it's true. I do like and look for uh, attention. I guess my you know, thing I, is, I think that's something with the entertainers. I want the
0: attention. I guess part of my thing uh, when I was in college, um there was things that I thought would be would make me like, you know, advances in careers that I thought would make me like, OK, I've made it. I, now it's an upward trajectory, you know, or trajectory Uh, first was going abroad uh, to Prague, um, which was fine at first. But I, I think I, I did start to just be like, what is this all for, you know? Yeah. Um, so
1: you're saying you're the the average college kid who went off? Okay, don't uh, just say
0: I'm an average no, college student. I'm
1: sorry, I just just because you I'm didn't study, study
0: abroad, but
1: you're right. I was the bum who didn't travel. Okay, anyway. so anyways, anyways that's, that's one thing. Fun.
0: I thought that would be cool, and it wasn't like I still wasn't, you know, it wasn't amazing. And it was it was amazing looking back on it, but at the time I was still unsatisfied. And then uh, the second time is whenever I was I I had an internship with Capitol Records. Mm. I thought that when I got that, I thought that this was going to be life-changing. Like, this is going to be uh, something that's going to, you know, from now on, I'm going to be employed in the film business, doing things exciting, and, like, always be doing this stuff. And what I find when I was working there is, like, that's not true. Like, these people who are just searching for fame in L.A., who are only looking for you know attaching their names to like the biggest names and trying to like catch on to their rocket shooting up like those it it just made me sad like it was it just felt like people were just doing things to be famous instead of doing things just to be honest and well, that, that's i i sad so i i i i think those two things back back to back kind of made me uh reconsider the ways of of getting to where I want to be. And I, I do think you're, like, uh, who doesn't want to, uh, like, I, I do want to be, like, known for things. Like, for instance, for instance Harmony, uh, the guy that did Beach Bomb, Harmony mm-hmm. something. Uh, uh, uh,
1: Harmony, yeah, yeah, we know, we know who yeah, he Yeah, the is.
0: director, uh, Harmony Kareen. I didn't know who he was until this movie came out. And then people yes. were just like, oh, he was the director of Spring Breakers. But then I go back He's directed He's so, many other, so many other like, like really indie New York stuff. So like and he he writ- wrote
1: a lot of stuff too.
0: Yeah, he his first thing he wrote he was 19 and then it didn't get made until he was about 22, but that was his first thing it was called Kids. Um yeah. and then he got banned from from Letterman for <laughs> for like looking through uh, Who was it? Meryl Streep's purse <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah he nope. got banned because uh, Letterman caught him like looking through Meryl Streep's purse
1: On on live? On no 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 like
0: b- after he was on uh, There was like a break in between the show And then Letterman was up there like Trying to check in on her And then he just saw him in, in her room Like looking through her purse And he was like alright buddy pack up your stuff you're gone That's um, crazy yeah I, I apparently he was high on every single one of his interviews with uh anyways so someone like that like that that's th- like that would be great is being someone like that who's only known for being like a very indie people don't really know you he's known now because he's he's working like he's made this film which is probably see, gonna be that a little is, bit bigger
1: that is the dream I would love that actually I like I personally would not want to be a Brad Pitt. Or even like it would be cool to be a Sam Raimi, but I really would like to be more on that level of like, I know your name and I know what you've done, but I could go to like a small club and have maybe one person come up to me and go like, I love your stuff.
0: Yeah, so I think we'll probably have to play the uh, Eileen Link thing pretty soon if we want to talk at the end.
1: I feel like I could go on. I mean, yeah, we can keep going
0: on. But closing remarks, make it in a minute.
1: All right. Um, I think uh, it's all right to admit that uh, you want to go. I think looking for fame is wrong. I think seeking attention is something maybe a little different. And I think that's a psychological thing that most actors and people in the entertainment do. And that's what I have. I just love the attention and I'm okay to share it with people. And that's where I'm from.
0: Maybe the, then maybe we are in agreement uh, and we yeah, might just have a different uh, perspective of it. Cause like, yeah, I, 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 mean, I wouldn't be submitting films to film festivals if I didn't want the attention. Like that's a lot of money, those film festivals. Um, but I guess what I'm, I'm, I'm always worried about is people uh, will, will strive more so for the fame uh, and the, the importance of the, the the personal the connection to the film or to whatever art you're making uh is kind of left to the side and you're kind of just following uh what other people are doing because you're trying so eagerly to get fame because it's it's easier to be famous if you're doing what other people are doing because people will like what's you know common for them or what's what's out there in the ether I guess so i think we are in agreement um I don't know. Maybe we are decided on this one.
1: Possibly, I, I Possibly. think this is a little bit leaning towards decided. But I could go on about. I think there are some wordings that I would change.
0: All right. Well, we'll, we'll get this creed down for next time. Anyways, uh, here's the interview we have uh, with. Uh, well, I'll I'll introduce her in this thing. But she's. I mean, check out her IMDb. She's been. She's a sound mixer and sound editor for so many uh, films. Um, so uh here we go let me just pull it up uh real quick uh beep boop bop boop beep that's this is all ah! oh okay uh that hurt. You just- okay that's it all right let's all right all right here it is and uh enjoy for those of you just tuning in uh we have today Eileen lee uh, she's been nominated for an Oscar uh, two times. Uh, she's been a sound mixer and editor uh, for movies like Waterboy, Spider-Man 2, Watchmen, Deadpool, La La Land, and most recently, uh, First Man. Uh, so thank you and welcome, Eilingly.
2: Very quickly, it's actually four times.
1: I was about to say, I see on your IMDb page, it's four.
0: Oh, my bad.
2: Yeah, oh. uh, both times were double nominated.
0: Oh yeah, uh sorry, thank you for the correction. It's she was nominated uh four times uh for sound mixing and sound uh, editing for La La Land and as well uh for First Man. Uh thank you for that. Um so my first question uh I'm just interested in in your career trajectory from uh working as a uh, working in sound in a Sim- Singaporean uh TV studio uh to working on, you know, major Hollywood productions like First Man.
2: Um, Well, so for me, um, yeah, I just worked in Singapore for like a year and a half or something um, in an audio post-production house um, for radio TV commercials and music recording and mixing. Um, But that kind of gave me a broad um, overview of, you know, um, the the recording, editing and mixing of sounds, uh, and also working with clients um, to help present, you know, a story um, with sound. But uh, for me, you know, uh, growing up, I've always been really interested in movies, um, especially, um, you know, um, more sound-dominated films like, you know, uh, Terminator 2 or Jurassic Park. So um, there wasn't much of a film industry in Singapore. Um, so I decided to just like, um, write letters and solicited letters to, um, um, sound studio hits and, um, film studios, sound department hits. Um, I guess, no, back then, weren't too much of a email usage back then. So mm. it was letters. Um, so, so then, um, to basically in my letter, I just asked um everyone to see you know to introduce myself what I did and um if I could come by and um maybe sit in and learn to see you know how the process is like um working in film for um you know sound for film and so I was just really surprised that like a lot of them replied and say hey come on over you know we'll show you around and then so I just packed mm-hmm. my bags and um went to Los Angeles um just met everyone um you know sit in and learn and oh so you know shortly after i um locked down um um started you know helping out as a um sound editor um in a non-union shop um that did a lot of like independent films and um such as like my first film was like um it's called slc punk i love that movie <laughs> and, um, yeah? Oh, great, great. That's what you thought. It's awesome. I really uh, enjoyed it. Um, and the filmmakers, they were great, too. And, uh, you know, and they also did a lot of uh, Adam Sandler movies, and so uh, that's where I started.
0: It's interesting, because on IMDb, it says your first um, film was uh, <laughs> Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut. Uh, was that true?
2: No. Oh. Um. Yeah, so... For that, uh, it was um, actually later on, maybe in, like, the mid-2000, 2005, 2006, I happened to be working at Warner Brothers. And, you know, sometimes they do restoration of um, um, older films. And so um, I was roped in to help on some of the restoration for it and, and adding newer sounds to it. Um, and then they did a mix with Richard Donner um, there. It was for a DVD. So perhaps on IMDb just showed up <laughs> for an older title that has my name on it. But I was yeah. on it mainly as like, you know, restoration or, you know, to sweeten um, the soundtrack.
1: So uh, speaking of superhero movies, uh, I was wondering, is the, how do you go about sound effect editing? For say a superhero movie compared to say a musical, is what what is is there a d- approach to uh, like when you're doing different genres?
2: Having a mixture of different genres is kind of I like jumping around different genres. It kind of because um, um, for like a sound design perspective, <laughs> um, it takes a little bit of a different sensibility and, te- and 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 you gotta use a different set of skills sometimes um, um, say for a superhero movie, you know, say for example, Deadpool, um, uh, it's a lot of it, you know, besides have, uh, generating like some, you know, more, um,
0: elaborate,
2: more bombastic in your face sounds or something that sounds fun, um, that you could maybe, you know, create even, you know, besides like recording sounds, uh, a physical organic sounds and manipulating it, you can also use, you know, like, um, um, different, uh, synthesizers or, um, um, whatnot or different plugins to have like a more of a, uh, like a digital, um, kind of sound. So it, it, it takes a lot of like, really like all kinds of like trying out different, all different kinds of like plugins and toolkits and stuff. And, you know, um, to have a fun sound um, um, and um, so for me that part of the skill set is really interesting uh, and um, you know and, and that falls under like say more of an action or a superhero or sci-fi genre kind of movie um, while say for a musical um, um, I think I tend to you know then like um 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 pare it down to like maybe you know find you know to have like much more like uh using real textures um of sounds or um um also as music with the musical is about like how the sounds blend more seamlessly to the music um mm-hmm. maybe finding like certain pitch or tone or um or how to, like, um, very um, elegantly and um, subtly bring down the sounds. Or, um, yeah, um, so to me, yeah, they are two different skill sets, but both are, uh, you know, the core part of it is to, you know, hopefully, you know, with creating a sound um, atmosphere that could, Bring the audience into the world.
0: I have a few questions uh, that are a little bit more uh, for the geeky uh, sound nerds um, or those who just are interested in DIY editing. But I was wondering when you have a certain situation. But I wanted to see your advice on uh, some out sound editing things that I mean I always have problems with. Uh, one of them being um, what. What would you say is a good range of decibels to put the music uh, whenever someone's like talking over top of the music? What where would you put uh, the the music if that makes sense? Uh,
2: it really depends on the frequency of the music uh, versus you know the dialogue. So um, so say if the music is like bright, like a um, metal band kind of. Song playing under um, I would play it lower because typically I would put the dialogue around I think um, minus 18 to um, 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 around like minus 18 um, minus 12 or 10 oh, okay. um, and then I'll set the dialogue there first and then I'll carve the music around it um, uh, so say um for like a brighter uh, sound, like um, you know, like a heavy metal band, because those frequencies conf- conflict a lot more with the spoken dialogue. Um, so I would typically like play those a little lower and maybe EQ it. So um, <clears throat> uh, sometimes I would take out some of the um, offend- Like for me, it's like an offending frequencies, like around 3K, 3 k, 3000 hertz. <laughs> Um, and, um, but if it's like, um, a piece of song, maybe it's an orchestral song, um, um, music. Um, uh, a lot of the times I just mostly, um, uh, uh, yeah, play it like close to like realm 18, but it's mostly about, um. Hearing it and not feeling
0: it. <laughs> I think anyone could take that and be like, that is more information than I've ever gotten from film school. Right. Um, awesome. So, but uh, I also, uh, another DIY question, because um, this happens, I'm assuming this doesn't happen as much uh, whenever, um, you know, with professional film sets, but have you ever ha- come to a time uh, where people don't record room tone? Uh, and what do you do with uh, when someone does something like that?
2: I have to say, you know, there's so many plugins and tools nowadays. Um, I don't know if you guys have used this um, these kinds of like plugin suites um, from um, um, Isotope. Um, they make like RX um, suite of plugins that has all kinds of like noise reduction or or de reverbing if, 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 if a dialogue has been, like, recorded and has a lot of reverb, you can minimize the amount of reverb. And then, so that's a feature on it. Um, unfortunately, I don't do as much dialogue editing, but I know my coworkers who, do, who does it. They love that feature on the RX um, that it can generate a loop of um, the room, the, the fill. We call it the, the fill. Mm. Um, and so if you it to patch the dialogue, um, production take when there's a silent gap uh, and there's not enough fill to cut it in from somewhere else, they would use that uh, plug-in. And like um, with the Isotope R- RX, um, you know, besides like other noise reduction, they have this like spectral repair thing where, you know, if say if your production sound, if there's like this annoying cricket or a car horn that happened. During a spoken word, and then you can just it would just um, capture the sound and then show it on the like a the spectrograph, and then you can see the frequency, and you can kind of color it out. Wow! Uh, sometimes without affecting the dialogue too much.
0: That that is a that is a great answer. Yeah,
2: Isotope. Iz- that's the
0: company. Isotope. Okay, cool. I I know that people
1: use uh, different kind of sweeteners like sweeteners on sound effects to. Uh, like, so, uh, someone was telling me about, like, using a tiger noise or an eagle. No, yeah, it was a tiger to make explosions more robust. Are there any sweeteners that you, you use that may kind of surprise our audience uh, for uh, making oh. sound effects more?
2: Yeah, um, one of it, I know people use it pretty often, and sometimes it works um, on some explosions um uh, a, a, James, a James Brown sound when he makes that signature um, whoop kind of sound. <laughs> um, Interesting. Yeah.
0: Wow. I mean, we um, didn't know that. I feel like most people don't. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: yeah. Like, in, uh, it's the it's it's vocal sound he, he makes when, um, yeah, when he sings. Um, Interesting. Just, just one word. Um, Are there- just one vocal reaction. Ooh. It's it's almost like it almost sounds like a really sped up short puma sound. Mm. Yeah,
1: I think I know what you're talking about. Where he's like, ow! Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are there any other uh, kind of sweet, like, sweet, um, like uh, maybe not action films, but like maybe like a sci-fi noise that is something.
2: Um. Well. Um well this other sound I don't know I I mean um <laughs>
0: don't wanna reveal your tricks
2: <laughs> I, I don't know it, it's not it's not as cool it's kind of silly a sound of like a lady um it's it's a similar idea of like um the James Brown thing It's like a sound of a lady uh falling oh. um but um we call it yeah but but um or um
1: Do you have to record that?
2: Yeah um but uh um, oh. i'm trying to think of a sci-fi oh i know like say for example like say for like uh a giant boulder mm. cracking and smashing say for what we did on like maze runner or the the first maze runner like all the um uh stone puzzle maze walls moving and crashing um say some of those um is just like a slowdown, down um I just recorded like styrof- like cubes of styrofoam that you just break it. So you just, I just recorded that and just slowed it down. Um, so that became like um, the crashing of um, a gigantic uh, rock or boulder. Um, and then for sci-fi, oh. sometimes like for beats and stuff, um, some people use crickets. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Wow. These, uh, the, you, you change the pitch and stuff.
0: These are all amazing uh, notes for anyone who is trying to do their own sci-fi film, I feel like.
1: Now, Sam, um, yeah? if I can ask my... Uh, a, a question that I uh, just thought of kind of off the top of my head uh, is on a more kind of just taking care of yourself But I also edit film, uh, like uh, like videos, and I always find, like, sometimes I have, like, some ear like ear troubles is there like is there a way to reduce like your ears from hurting uh like after like is there a certain type of headphones or environment where your oh. he- ears aren't hurting so much like i've um, had to go to the doctors
2: <laughs> yeah i think you should go to the doctor and uh <laughs> uh, uh i mean for, for us you know um we take for me for you know, uh, design or, or mixing, um, we typically don't use headphones as much. And I think um, if you use headphones a lot and and, and you play it loud, obviously, um, I think that's one of the fastest way to um, affect your hearing. Um, mm-hmm. But say you know, sometimes we have to work on a, a, a loud sequence. Like sometimes, uh, say a, a three minute sequence could take like eight hours to do. Um, and, you... and if it happens to be a l- loud bombastic sequence, then, you know, you need ear breaks. Um, mm-hmm. And we'd normally, you know, if we are mixing, we normally monitor at 85 dB SPL. Um, But sometimes, you know, especially like bright, loud sounds, uh, you got to be like a little careful about it. And, and you know, um, maybe... Um, take a little break, like a five ten minute break, every two hours or something, um, and that way too. you all, otherwise your ears gets compressed, and you may like otherwise like the next day when you come back and you listen to it back, and you 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 go like, oh, uh, what did <laughs> I just do? Because if your hearing gets more compressed, um, you no, know, you get some people um, will end up losing um, the higher end of their hearing or or, or um, adding too much high end because their ears were tired. But for me, when my ears are tired, it gets extremely sensitive. Um, so, um, yeah. And, and some people, um, you know, when they are, like, mixing a really loud sequence, um, because for us, that's a dialogue and music uh, – that's a dialogue and, and, and effects mixer – so sometimes when one person's doing their pass, the other person will have a custom uh, earplugs. Mm-hmm. you can make from um, um, those doctors, uh, the 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 ear doctors. <laughs> that must be a proper word for them. Um, basically, they can custom form uh, earbuds that has uh, specific um, that can reduce, say, if you that uh, can, like, can reduce say like twenty dB off oh. off the dynamic, um, FPL, um, or, or, or more, depending on yeah. how heavy, um, um, noise reduction, you, no, not noise reduction, uh, how heavy of the padding you want.
0: Wow. That's I'll, like, I'll a, to talk <laughs> to my doctor. doctor. About. yeah, <laughs> you need to get those. All right. So one last yeah. question, cause yeah. we know you're about to leave, but this can only take like a second to answer, um, if you need to go. But the last question is, we like to yeah. end this with everyone. Uh, what's a movie that you've seen recently that you really, uh, enjoyed? Cold War. Cold War, oh, yes. Yeah,
2: yeah, oh, you like that? Um, That's
0: interesting. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, I like, I like that film a lot as well. People, sorry.
0: I like that film a lot as well. I love that director. Oh, good, good,
2: good. not quite feel like as that Cold War. Oh, it's cold, but uh, yeah. Um, but, but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, um, I don't know, just this, the 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 way it's told and it's simple and um, it's beautifully shot and, <laughs> of course, the performance and. And actually, I like the sound uh, in it. Um, the other one is uh, for me was uh, The Favorite.
1: Uh, oh. Uh,
2: that I also enjoyed a lot. And also, um, you know, uh, sound-wise, I thought they did a fantastic job with it. Um, it was fun and, you know, um, with comedy. Like, it's kind of drama comedy, you know, So, um, but I felt, yeah, the timing of it that they did you know between the lines and and the way it's it shot it all fits so well um, with it.
0: Well, okay. I'm sure one of these days, pretty soon, you'll be uh, working with Pawel uh or Milos as well uh, uh, for those two films. Um, but thank you yes. so, so much. I'll
2: hopefully you'll do it here. Oh, you okay. you definitely thank you. will.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah, this is great. All right, have a good okay. night.
2: Awesome. Good night. Bye.
0: Bye. All right. Uh, that was um the interview we had. Uh, Zach, you there?
1: Yeah, no, that was great. I love that. I, yeah. I learned a lot. We uh, uh, I've, I've gone to the doctor. What is a sweetener again? Uh, a sweetener is something that it's a noise or audio clip that you put underneath the uh, uh, the intended sound to make it. Uh, more robust. Mm-hmm. So the example that I was thinking was for an explosion, uh, you put, say, a tiger noise a low in the background. So it kind of like amplifies the bass and the tenor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Sweden. It's bas- it is what it, uh, it sounds like. It sweetens the sound. Mm-hmm. And she gave us that wonderful example of saying, uh, I forget what it was, uh, like for explosions, uh, you record a woman falling down.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: there she gave so a lot I, of ones. I thought that was really interesting. All right,
0: well, let's uh, thank you, Eiling Lee, uh, for that. Thank uh, you. That interview. Um, also, so uh, real quickly, movie or something you've watched this week uh, before we close out? Go.
1: Okay, so <laughs> I haven't watched any movies uh, this uh, past week. I'm gonna try to change that for the next week, but um. Something that was thrown on with my roommate, he had on, and is uh, the old Pinky and the Brain cartoons. Mm-hmm. I never watched the Pinky and the Brain cartoons growing up. A really full ep, like I didn't watch Animaniacs fully till I was uh, like high school or college. Mm-hmm. But I gotta tell you, the Pinky and the Brain episodes I watched were very, very good. Like. The great thing about The Simpsons is how, like, the references and how they use references. Pinky uh-huh. and the Brain is, to me, like on the same level as The Simpsons when it came to references. Yeah, like, very. There's a whole episode on Brian's Song, which mm-hmm. is a TV movie. Uh, like nobody knows. About, I don't think kids would know what that is in the 90s. Yeah, and they do a whole show about it. <laughs> so it was like. those kind of cartoons were the beginning of like cartoons that were for kids, but adults could watch it. Yeah. And I I thought it was, I loved it. I laughed a lot. So Um, I highly recommend pinky and the brain cartoons.
0: So, uh, that's also based with the animaniacs in general, right?
1: Um, for right now, I'm just going to say pinky and the brain. Okay. There are some hit or missed animaniacs.
0: The film that I've seen, uh, was, uh, the film that I, I started watching last night, I think possibly for the first time um but in the heat of the night uh Uh. i was watching in the heat of the night uh which is sydney portier's uh i think his first film i don't know i think that that probably came before or like the film that made him big right because i think before that that it was the sir with love was the other one but i think this was before that um this is definitely what he's most known for i'd say um and it's kind of interesting now looking back on it because it is it's it, it 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 flirts with the line of being a white savior movie um because it it is one of those things where it's but i i think what does it so well um is the the main the person he's working off of the police chief is a racist like he is a stone he's not just like on the fence kind of racist. He's, like, a racist. And the film does not shy away from that whatsoever. He says the N-word several times, right? I think he said it at least once. Um, But regardless, it it does a good job of, instead of just being, like, you know, I have some racist friends, or, like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a cab driver, but I'm, I'm racist because it's my culture, but I'm also, like, not that racist. There's people worse than me. It's like, no, this guy is a racist, and he... Has a little bit of an arc, uh, but it's, it's a solid film. Also edited by Hal Aspie, which I think Beach Bum, uh, the new Harmony uh, Korean film that we talked about, the, uh, that film I think is based off of Hal Aspie uh, because the trailer has a song uh, that's um, used in his film um, uh, almost Being There. Being There, yeah. Uh, so I think it's, it's a loose interpretation of Hal Aspie, who's the editor uh for this and also went on to become uh pretty big.
1: Wait, you think it's a you think it's a like almost like a semi biography? I don't like think it's a bio
0: I, I think it definitely does probably, you know. Interesting. Okay. Well, well anyways, we're more. going to we are running out of time. Uh but this is a song Rush by Jay Som. She just finished uh a new album uh that's gonna be coming out. Uh and this is her first single. So enjoy and Godspeed everyone.
1: Just Just hold your hand